Life is one long journey made up of many detours. Some are chosen and some are not, but they all teach us something along the way. Welcome to the Detour Podcast, where conversations about life detours and travel detours converge. It's one part human experience and one part travel experience put together to teach and inspire us to take the detour and enjoy the wander. Welcome back to the Detour Podcast. This is your host, Sheila Shinsky, and today will be a travel episode. The Detour Podcast is all about life detours and also travel detours that are chosen. And today I have a special guest with me today. So I'm going to say hello to my husband, Bob, who is a guest with me today as we talk about our travels to Poland. So hi, honey. Dzień dobry. Dzień dobry. Good job. <laughs> That's how you say hello in Polish. So we spent about three weeks in Poland. It was actually our second time there. We had been there about a year ago. And so we thought it would be great to come on here and talk about all the things that we loved about Poland. It's not actually one of the hot spots that people think about going to travel, but there is so much there that you really should put it on your travel list. So let's get started. Honey, I'm going to kind of interview you a little bit. So why don't you tell our listeners um, how we got connected to Poland with um, way back before we even got married? Sure. So um, <clears throat> when my father retired, and as you know, we were just getting married, uh, he had retired and got offered a job over in Poland after the wall fell. Um, and, uh, he was in telecommunications. Uh, they were trying to revamp the phone system over there, uh, make it modern instead of the Russian version. And, uh, so my parents went to Poland for a couple of years and a couple other places in Eastern Europe. Uh, they actually like to call it Central Europe, but, mm-hmm. um, so they were over a couple of years. They made some friends. Uh, we've met those friends and we've always heard about how it was over there. So we decided to uh, go check it out for ourselves. Yeah, actually, we had our wedding scheduled for a later date. And then your dad got offered that job and they were going to have to leave and be gone. I think it was like two or three year contract at that time. And so we wound up you know, having a smaller wedding, moving our wedding date up, and so everybody could be there, and and then they went and lived there, and it was really sort of, um, what do you want to say, like, not not modern because of the <clears throat> communist. It was old Soviet style, <clears throat> so everything was, um, what you see in the old movies is what you think of the Soviet Union, um, very, very different than what it is today. Yes, yes. And so they, uh, you know, had a little bit of a struggle living over there, actually, with not having a lot of food and and obviously not having the, the telecommunications and things going on over there. So they had a little bit more of an adventure that we had. But as he said, they met some friends over there and they stayed in touch. And so we have become friends with those friends for the past 25 years. And um, that's kind of at their encouragement to come visit how we wound up going originally. It works out because the friends that they have are closer to our age because most of the people they were working with, that's why my dad was there, um, were young. 
Yeah, they were uh, kind they of were fresh in, out of college. They were and, in their early 20s. We were in our early 20s. Right. They were just hitting 20. Yeah. And so, you He know, was their senior like mentor. five years older, six years older than us yeah. at the most. Yeah. So that's really cool to kind of have built that friendship. And that's one thing that we'll say about the polls. When they become your friends... They are really your friends for life. And so we'll get into all that kind of stuff. Besides but, Bob. <laughs> except you. No. Well, no, that's not true. You, you, We've got lots of friends over there now. You're the one who makes the friends over there every time we visit. Those are my people. <laughs> your people. That's right. Okay, so let's talk about mm. a little bit, too. We do have that um, family history. Uh, we had done, you know, the DNA testing, and we both have heritage from that area. And uh, with the last name Shinsky, uh, you can obviously tell that, you know, that comes from there. Um, and then we also found out a cool thing that over there, uh, his last name would be Shinsky, but I would be called Shinska with the, with the A ending. And that's the American version of the Polish name. So it's nothing like what we spell it as today. Right, right. The original, you found some documents that yes, have the original it's spelling. C-H-Y-Z-Y-N-S-K-I. Yeah, so a little bit shortened version. But anyway, so we had that, you know, heritage. And um, another reason as we started, you know, thinking about going, we always do our research before we travel. And we found that it's quite economical and inexpensive to visit there. Yeah. Um, Bob's always the one who's online searching for the travel deals and things like that. And, um, the conversion rate currently right there is, what was it, honey? It's about four and a half dollars of theirs for one of ours. So any, anywhere from four to five dollars for one dollar well, US. Zloty actually. Yeah. Uh, the Polish Zloty is what it's called. Um, so the equivalent, yeah. So, you know, something that would be twenty dollars cost for us would only be about four right or and they $5. have an easier financial system than a lot of the countries we've been to where you start getting into the thousands and you're and you're like oh that's fifty thousand yeah it's, it's yeah actually fifty cents yep their currency um, is is a little easier so it's pretty to much a simple conversion that you can do right and um the other thing that is great about it is when you get over there even though it was kind of Cold War style when we first learned about Poland with his parents. That was 25-something years ago. They've really, really modernized. Um, and so it's very easy to navigate. Uh, most people speak English. Um, it's a great, if you want to tour Europe, it's a great central location uh, as well. Um, they have, you know, as I said, their currency uh, is, is easily to convert. Uh, they have Uber or taxis if you're wanting to get around. Uh, the train system in Europe um, is it's totally different than what we have here. So you can board a train in Poland and go to Italy. Um, now there's a couple changes you got to make as you go into different countries. You got to get on different lines, but it's actually fairly cheap to go. And most of the trains now are very modern. Um, and some of them are high speed. Mm -hmm. uh, so not high speed, what you think about like in Asia, which is 300 miles an hour. Mm -hmm. um, but these are, you know, doing roughly about 100, 105 miles per hour uh, are, you know, so <clears throat> very comfortable. Yeah, very comfortable way of um, travel. Again, the internet, um, 
I would say thanks to thanks to Dad uh, works great because uh, you can buy your tickets through the app. You can look at all your train routes. There's also trams and trolleys that'll get you around within the city and buses for going farther distances. And then there's even a small airline called um, the Polish Lot Airline that we took um, a couple times going yeah. back and forth to like. It's every country has its national airline. So Austria Air, mm-hmm. Polish Lot. Uh, I'm not sure what the Lot stands for. Yeah. But um, yeah, and then they have a lot of cheap European carries. So think of U.S. based like Allegiant. Uh, some of those ones that you know you go spirit oh, where uh, it's yeah. a little hopper. Yeah, it's yeah. fifty bucks. Mm-hmm. It's forty bucks. You know, right. you can literally jump on a plane in Poland and go to England for forty dollars. Yeah, you know, it's an hour and a half to our flight. So, um, you know, they're they're very modern, and the big thing about it is, um, you know, what she was mentioning about the the sites. So most, I'm going to say, every website I've been on. They have a Polish and then an English. So you have to make sure that you select the English because if you're trying to understand Polish, you'll never understand. (laughs) Yeah, you're not. It's quite difficult. It's uh, depending on what list you look at on like top Top, hardest languages to learn. It's it's, it varies on the number. It's within the twenty. Yeah. No, it's in the top five. It just depends on what. Yeah, what sites. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's pretty tricky to learn. But we 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 learned a couple couple words while we were there. Usually the pleasantries we try like. Please, thank you. Yeah. You know. The funny thing is, I'm like driving and we're in an Uber or something mm-hmm. like that. I'll try pronouncing um, the things, and then people will look at me and go, Wow, you did that really good. And I'm like, Well, I'm Polish. Yeah. I don't know <laughs> what that it, means, but I just <laughs> said it apparently. So. But it also gets you, gets you in trouble because we do try to try out some of the words, you know. And um, But when we do, then if we start out with that, they think we speak Polish. And then they just start rattling off, and we're like, Oh, well, wait, no. we only know like five words. <laughs> She's going to bring, she doesn't want to bring up a story where I, I said Bedronka. Yeah. And. She didn't know what it was at first. I, I, I knew because I said it, and my, my friend was like, oh, you said that very, that was correct, and mm-hmm. it's Ladybug. And yeah. so I was calling her Ladybug, and so everybody <laughs> was, like, looking at her, and I'm like, Bedronka, get over here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a grocery store over there called the Bedronka, and uh, so he's, we just uh, tried trying out different words and calling each other different things, so who knows what we were saying, but... Um, Anyways, back to kind of what's what's great about being over there and kind of getting around if you decide to go. Um, you know, like I said, the trains, the trams, the trolleys, buses, flying. Um, it's very safe to walk as well. You see so many people just walking. Um, and we Well, that's the primary means of transportation, really, um, yeah. unless you're traveling long distance, which then there's train. But a lot of people do own cars, so don't think it's... Mm-hmm. horse and buggy yeah um, yeah but yeah the main mode of transportation is you know streetcar basically the yeah tram, the tram mm-hmm. um or walking mm-hmm. i mean we used to walk on average i think it was like a couple miles per day easily oh yeah several miles mm-hmm. per day all right well now where we went obviously if you're in the city you know things are closer proximity and we were in uh krakow um and we this time we stayed in a little town that's it's, called Kashmir's. Yeah. So it's a little district within Krakow. It's still Krakow. Yeah. Um, it's just uh, what they, back in the 1500s, they referred to it as the Jewish sector. Yeah. So if you've ever seen like Schindler's List, that's that's uh, Kashmir's. 
Um, that was right around the corner from a Schindler's factory, uh, different things like that. So that, that's considered the Jewish ghetto or the Jewish district, district. Yeah. um, from way back, even before World War II, we're talking 13, 1400s, yeah. I believe it was. Yeah. And, uh, really nice. It's where we were one kilometer from mm-hmm. the main city center or, the old, or the old town. We old should town. Say. Yeah. Yeah. So the great things that we loved, um, within Krakow is that big cities city center or the old town square um i do believe it's if not might be the biggest in it's europe the largest, i believe it's the biggest town it's square. the largest and the most original one in europe and it didn't get destroyed during world war ii like most of europe right and that's what's so awesome because as i we just mentioned all this modern things that you can have that makes travel and living convenient you still have this mix of old world so the cobblestone streets um, we're all over the place and those do a number on your knees and hips. <laughs> if yeah. you're not used to and walking feet. and feet, if you're not used to walking on that. So if you just picture these cobblestone uneven roads and your body and spine is having to adjust to that surface over days, it does, uh, wear on you. We were, we were surprised well, about that. Worse on me cause I have the back surgeries and yeah. uh, the, the steel rods. So we um, had to take a. We had to take breaks. So that's something that we didn't think about ahead of time. But you want to make sure if you do decide to go to any European countries for an extended amount of time where you're going to be walking and they've got these cobblestone roads, make sure that you've got some good shoes on because you're likely not used to it. Over there, they wear high heels and everything else. It doesn't seem to bother them. But Except in Italy where you find little high heels broken off. In this <laughs> yeah. You're like, what is that? Oh, somebody's high heel. Yeah. So within Krakow uh, is really great. That one is uh, up in the center is touristy. Um, but you do have the mix of the old, old uh, original things. Um, yeah, it's it's a closed off section of Krakow. So what I mean by closed off is you can drive up to it, uh, and there's the the old roads and and so on and so forth. But you can't actually really drive unless you're a government official, police or whatever, within um, the actual old town because it's historic. Yeah. So um, it's great for walking, and yeah. there's lots of people walking everywhere. Um, lots of shops, lots of restaurants, huge and park just- around it. Yeah, which the, used um, to be the moat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and I just forgot the name of that park, but yeah, that was our one of our favorite things, and a great thing to keep in mind. Like, if you are getting a little bit lost, if you get back on that park where everyone uses as sort of a a walkway to get everywhere around the, the old town center, um, you'll eventually wind up back to where you need to go because it was a moat that encircled. Um, yeah, the the area there, and they filled it in and made a made a park. Yeah, a wa- the a big thing park. I remember about Poland is a lot of people don't know the name Krakow, mm-hmm. um, and so it, they everybody thinks Warsaw, and then they go to Warsaw, and Warsaw is modern. Yeah, I mean it's it's a city. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it has historical. Yeah, but you have to remember it was completely leveled in World War Two. Yeah. I mean, to to the point of it was just rubble. Yeah. Um, and they did a beautiful job recreating and yeah. restoring it, but it is restored. It's not original. Yeah. So yeah. that's kind of if you're into seeing the original things and, and a lot of the historical things. If you want old, things, war, old, old, old Europe that you would see in like movies, then mm-hmm. you go to Krakow. 
Yeah. Which is a two hour train ride from, from Warsaw. Warsaw. Yeah. Uh, or or back and forth. Right. So, yeah. So, um, one of the main things within Krakow is the cloth hall. And we really like that. That was an original, um, trading, trading post. post basically. And it's a long building and, and now it's, you know, it's got stalls like a uh, flea market style for selling souvenirs and things. But down underneath this time we did a really cool, um, museum tour of the original level of the old streets and it shows you all the different layers and different yeah, that's, things that they that's found. one thing no matter where you go in europe for the most part we ran into this in italy we ran into it in prague we ran into it in poland and I, from what i understand it's mostly everywhere so when you're walking on these these areas, uh, regardless of where you are, you're thinking, well, I'm walking where people were walking six, seven hundred years ago. You're really not. You're usually walking about 10 or 15 feet above Higher. where they walked because they filled it in for various reasons. They, for flooding, they built, they, you know, they used to bring dirt in. And so you can go into a building and then there's 30 feet under the the building that was original, like the, the second floor or the third floor of this building, and now you're in the basement. Yeah, and that's mm. also a great thing to kind of look out for. Maybe ask some locals or do a little research ahead of time to find. Um, there's lots of restaurants that, that are under, yeah. and and so these are restaurants. From, we ate in a restaurant that was like from the eight, eight year eight hundred, no, yeah, wasn't it? Yeah, year eight hundred, and um, it was, like it was three very cool. Yeah, it was very cool to, you know, just go down, 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 and you're seeing these it's, original castle yeah, looking Yeah, things. it's cool because it was, she was saying about the cloth hall, um, and so we didn't know this, and we had been there, uh, you know, a long time last year, was we were basically on the first graveyard in that area. And so they were showing how they were excavating because they had to do some repair work and so on and so forth. And... Um, it uh you know you're looking of oh hey there's skeletons the, these are the bodies we found this this is how it was laid out and so on and so forth and you're thinking well i'm walking over a graveyard that's a thousand years old basically um that nobody ever thought and the people back then you know they started a graveyard 150 200 years later um they didn't know it was a graveyard so they just built on top of it and built a church or whatever and and so it's it's pretty interesting, as you, she was saying, you can go down through the layers. And they still have and the original wood that was buried. That people, instead of moving it, just said, hey, let's just bury this. And build um, on top. Yeah. yeah. So it's a kind of a time capsule, you know, as you as these, they dig down and do these archaeological You see the combs. Fun. They find the combs yeah, and everything. Yeah, jewelry and, and, uh, and made out of bones. Yeah. and all kinds of different things. Scissors, so. the mm -hmm. little scissors, like the art scissors like we use. Right. But, um, and what's kind of great is, you know, we had to buy tickets to go into this thing, but I think they were like $3 equivalent. I mean, for both of us, for both of us. Yeah. And, and this, these museums, I will say, I was very impressed by any of the museums that we went. Um, there's an awesome one in Warsaw on the Warsaw uprising. Um, there's great museums, um, all over Krakow and anything that we went into, they are so well done. They're very they're in interactive. English. Yeah, there's most most of it has got an English translation um, because they do. That is the language that most people speak collectively speak. We yeah. asked over there, like, if we wanted to learn a language, what one would should we learn? And they said English. You know, <laughs> um, but most people in Europe wind up speaking at least two 
other languages usually beyond there usually german um, yeah. their native language english mm-hmm. and then i think the third one was spanish a little yeah. bit of spanish yeah um, not not the Spanish we're used to in the United States, right? Um, but the actual Spain Sp- version. Sp- Spain version. <laughs> yeah, which, yeah. If you talk to them, and we did talk to some uh, on the from, train, mm-hmm. they were saying it sounds like the Mexicans are singing when they talk, and it doesn't make sense to them all completely. Yeah, and the Puerto Ricans. Yeah, and all the dialects are yeah, all a little bit different. different. Yeah. Uh, another a few other things that you'll want to see if you go to Poland, um, the and I'm probably going to butcher the way you say these things, but Valeska Salt Mine, just look up Salt Mine. Uh, That is very cool. That is a very old salt mine, and you can go down and tour it. Um, It is, I will tell you, it is a lot of walking because you go down, 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 down stairs, and uh, you will fill it a couple days later. But what is down there, they basically, the miners lived down there for so long that they built a little... They built Life everything. down there. They yeah. built a church. They built yeah. a full church down there out of salt. Everything, everything made is out of made salt. from carved out of salt. So it's pretty fascinating. Um, I think some to of the see. dates on some of the tunnels we were in were like 500. Yeah. 600. Yeah. yeah. And it's just interesting to be able to um, walk through those things and, and be where these things, you know, happened. Uh, Vavo Castle is also right there in Krakow, um, and we toured that. I will give you a tip on that, which is a little bit weird. Um, It's a complex, so it's a castle complex, so you can, you know, there's a cathedral and different buildings and different areas that you can go, but you have to buy separate tickets for each thing, which I think is kind of annoying. Um, but yeah, and it, it depends on if you really want to see it. I mean, again... Well, I do think they... And I we didn't come across one, but they should have, like, if you want to see everything, like a... You know, well, right I mean, day. the big thing is, I mean, we went into the church. That was nice, because there's a church up there. It's like mm-hmm. the cathedral. Um, there's other places in there, like the royal palaces and stuff. Now, to be honest, if you've never seen one, go see it. Yeah. If you've seen them, you're, yeah. you could probably skip it. Uh, I was like, I don't really want to see this. I've seen so many huge rooms in these palaces. Castle, yeah, there's castles and palaces all over Europe, and, and they're all very interesting to see, but they wind up looking similar. Yeah, you know, yeah. lots of opulence. And and it was warm that day yeah, while we were there, and, yeah. and we just went out and sat by the river, actually. Yes, um, it was really while, nice. But, yeah. but if you, they do have, you know, um, guided head, tours. They headphones. do have guided tours, too. Right. They have um, guided tours, and they have where you can get um, headphones and a um, little listening pack that goes along. It, it It's automated when you walk to a certain spot. Right, It'll right. Um, tell you about what you're looking at. Um, but just be aware that you have to buy tickets and the tickets are sold in different locations, which, so I again, don't know. Again, you're paying a buck, yeah. two, two bucks for a ticket. I mm-hmm. mean, it's literally, I think some of them were like three Zloty, which was like 75 cents or 50 yeah. cents. Yeah. So it's not like you're spending a lot of money. Right. So, right. So yeah, it's a, it's an inconvenience. And most of the time the children are free. Mm-hmm. A lot of times they are, yes. Um, now, lots of people go to see one of the concentration camps, and lots of people don't want to do that. But we actually recommend it the way that we felt. We did visit Auschwitz and Birkenau. Um, we took a tour with that. And um, we decided to not use that as a photo opportunity. Um, 
we gave it the due respect and we felt like we sort of owed it to... Well, I think uh, the thing is you don't want to offend anybody. Um, You know, again, people that had that happen to them, they're not here anymore. Mm -hmm. They're not going to judge us, right? right? But the thing is, it is a basically horrific things happened. Six million people got mm-hmm. exterminated there. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it was like, you don't want to be doing selfies with, 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 pick, yeah. with what is there to take a selfie with. It, it just seems, and everybody has to use their own moral. It just seems disrespectful. Disrespectful. I'm like, I don't want to take a selfie next to 5 million people's hair that they cut off. Yeah, mm-hmm. or the glasses, or the the big room, and and it, and I will tell you the going through these rooms where the Germans left it as is. Um, you know they shaved everybody's heads to make sweaters and socks for their soldiers and everything. Stuffing and they, pillows. They bundled that hair almost like, like hay. Mm-hmm. And there is a huge room. Full. You almost can't comprehend it. It was a little bit overwhelming. I was worried about going there that it would be too upsetting. And it was definitely upsetting. Um, but we both agreed after going through that um, it felt peaceful. Yeah. And the feeling that I got was, and our guide kept saying over and over that the big thing was that the Germans tried to hide everything, and they went to great lengths to hide what they were doing and hide and hide well, we and hide. Be, we should be honest. Distinction is not necessarily, even though, yes, the Germans, um, the Nazis. Okay, right. You know, obviously, uh, yes. Obviously, not every German, right? The, 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 yeah. And, the and I, Germans in charge. And I will yeah. add, most of the tour, don't be that tourist that tries to break the rule and take pictures. Because most of the places, they do not allow you to take pictures in those rooms. Yeah. And, you you know, again, you got to use your own judgment. But there was plenty of times they came over and yelled at people mm-hmm. who were trying to sneak in photos and mm-hmm. selfies, you remember? And they say, no photos in here. Yeah. And, you know, we'll ask you to leave and yeah. stuff. But believe it or not, there were people trying to yeah take yeah. photos of of. You know, pals of shoes mm-hmm. and baby stuff and mm-hmm. yeah. eyeglasses and teeth. So it is definitely something, I don't know, in our opinion, everybody should see, you know. Um, the 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 couple hours of discomfort experience, experiencing that to see it is nothing compared to the what the people went through, and that's just my opinion. And I think you've got to go face it so that you have it deep in your soul, I, I, yeah, to that me, experience. I, I study history a lot. When I say I study history, Sheila can tell you, if you know her, that I watch History Channel, Science Channel, so on and so forth. So I, I knew what Auschwitz was. I knew what Birkenau was. I, I knew all these things. I, I was I loved, I was a soldier, so I studied all the wars. Um and even though you know it's real, it doesn't really sit as real. And then you get there and you 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 see literally how big this thing was. Yeah. Because on the movies, you can't get the depth of it, you know, right. when they portrayed on a studio lot. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're literally talking acres and acres. I mean, huge. And then what really struck home for me, I'll be honest, is when they were telling you this is where they first tested the gas. This is where they, and you're thinking, okay, in these rooms, I, I will tell you, um, 
they're telling you they had 600 people in basically a 25 by 25 room. Yeah. And I'm like, how do you even get 600 people in here? And they said they just crammed them in, crammed them in. And they wanted to test the gas for the first time. And they killed 600 people. And we're like, in this room we're standing in. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so that going down into the basement, the dungeons of it, yeah. the actual. So Cre- you know, they, to you be know. clear, there's two sections. So everybody says Auschwitz. It is Auschwitz, but then Birkenau was why it's Auschwitz Birkenau. It was basically right across the street. Mm-hmm. That is where the huge crematorium and the gas chambers were. Auschwitz itself was, was small. Yeah. And they used it more And more of like a living area. And living they, and logistics of record yeah. keeping. That's one thing about the, the Nazis, boy. They kept records of every single person that came in there and what happened to them, how long they were there. And you look at some of these people and they have the pictures up. Um, they were only there for a couple of weeks at most in the beginning. Yeah. it's So not to spend the whole episode talking about Auschwitz, but... You have to make your own decision about going. Um, and But as I said, you know, we did go there. It was upsetting. It was difficult. But, you know, again, that couple hours of difficulty for us emotionally was nothing compared to what the people endured. It's also and, peaceful there, though. And I was just going to say, but when we left, there is a peace. And it almost feels like everybody knows what happened. This didn't happen in vain, so to speak, where they didn't get away with it. And so there is the the people seem to be at rest is how yeah. it felt, yeah. but um, definitely do that. Um, I think you should. Um, and then there's so many, um, like we said, you know, great historical churches. Um, St. Mary's is the big one in Krakow, but there's literally hundreds all over the place in there. Yeah. All different types of architecture, if you're into different types of architecture and things like that, you know, Renaissance period and Gothic and Baroque and all the different things you can find um, what you need, you know, what's your interest. And they're just very interesting and beautiful to see. So um, let's talk about how we found all these things and get into some of the apps that we love to use. So, honey, sure. what's the one that we use the most? So, I mean, honestly, uh, if you have a smartphone, which who doesn't nowadays, uh, the, the, two, the one you really need is Google Maps. Okay? We'll just start off with that. Uh, Google Maps. Um, anywhere you go in Europe, it's going to help you. It's going to tell you exactly where you need to go. It's going to tell you how to get there by bus, how to get there by tram, how to get there by walking. Uh, We found out the new feature when we were over this time was if you have the uh, Uber app uh, or any of the taxi apps for the local taxis, uh, it automatically is included in the Google Maps. So you could say, I want to go from here to here, and it would go, do you want to go by Uber, taxi, walk, whatever, and you could pick it. It would open the app and automatically get you the car. Or the ride, um, and then you get to see a little car. Yeah, you get to watch the, the car too. come that was to you. Fun. <laughs> you get to watch the car come to you on the map. I'm like, yeah. oh, they're coming around the corner. Go get ready, hun. Well, and also what was awesome too. I don't really think we used it this time, but when we traveled to um, Norway, um, we used the um, the bus system there, and it it literally would tell you, okay, you're going to go this stop and this stop. And when you're reading signs in another language, that's yeah. super helpful. It would tell to you get on get play. on here. And walk you to where you need to get on the bus. And then it would say, or the tram, I should say. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it would say, go five stops until you hit this. And it would tell you exactly what it's going to look like. And yeah. so 
It was no, it was any any harder than doing anything in the yeah. United States. Yeah, the, so definitely yeah. for getting around. So Google Maps, great. Google yeah. Maps. So if the other one is get your guide. Uh, this is something I happen to find. Um, I, I found a website, so there's a, there's a website version of it. Um, but you can also load it on your phone. Really cheap tours, usually depending prices are going to depend on where you're at, right? But literally hundreds of activities, tours, tour guides, operators, things that most of the tourists to go there and they have to wait in line and they're sitting in these offices and they're being oversold and they're, they're, there's, a, there's a markup. This is, you book it directly on your phone and the tickets are right on your phone. And in Poland, you're talking like $5, $10 yeah. to go. They've I mean, got walking tours that you can set up. So say you have a free day walking and you're tours, trying to figure something tours, out. Walking tours, drinking tours, food tours, um, yeah. Wawel Castle tour. Yeah, if you wanted um, to go to Auschwitz, if you wanted to go yeah. to any of these tourist spots, you can look on there and you can arrange for them at, to pick you up at a meeting place or right at your and hotel. the big thing is get your guide, folks. Um that is worldwide. If you're in Florida, if you're in Georgia, whatever, you pull it up. It'll say, you're in Georgia. Here's what you can do. And you're like, I live there. I didn't even know I could do this stuff. Yeah. So um, it, it's, it's very it's, useful. It's very useful because you can, anywhere you go, it's going to tell you exactly what's available there and, and how to do it. So Yeah. Um, a couple other tips that you might, uh, apps that you might want to use is checking out Yelp. So if you're trying to find some restaurants, our, our biggest tip is to ask a local, somebody at your hotel or or Airbnb yeah. or wherever you're staying or just, you know, somebody local. But um, if you go on Yelp and you, and you look, you can read the reviews and you can read things to expect. Um, but sometimes those star systems are not always... Translate, Tra yeah. yeah, great. The, the, the locals big, are the yeah. best way. The biggest thing I will try to tell you is in the main tour spots, try to stay away from those restaurants unless that's the only place you happen to be at. Go off to the side. That's where the locals go, not where they're, um, you know, not where they're selling touristy food. Yeah. So it's ask a local and say, where's a good place to eat? And they will direct you and you might have to walk an additional five blocks mm -hmm. from a tourist center. But I will tell you, it's worth it. It's cheaper. Yes. Because they don't have the markup because they're going, hey, we got greedy Americans here. Yeah. We have greedy British. And, yeah. you know, so it's much better that way. Yeah. Um, and then two other apps you might want to have, um, a, tra a good translator app. Um, there are free ones out there that give you limited. They're a little inconsistent so but they can kind of help you out in a pinch and then one thing that i like to do is there is for all the time one of my favorite apps is called hoopla and that works with your local public library you can check to see if it's available for your area but if you have a library card you can all the time um, borrow ebooks audiobooks and different things on the app but what is great is before you go on your trip, you can download travel guides because some of these travel guides are quite expensive. Um, and, you know, you're carrying around a book where this way you can download the book ahead of time through the Hoopla app for free. And um, and then you have it available. You want to do it, you know, where you're using it offline um, with the download. And then you've got it, you know, right there on your phone and you've got a guidebook um, handy with you all the time as long as you've got your phone the, with the you. The other thing I'll add is like get your guide. So I always use get your guide to book our transport from the airport to our hotel and then from the hotel back to the airport no matter how many times we're going. 
Um, and a lot of those travel uh, or transport companies will offer freebies. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So like when we just went to Prague, when we were in Poland, there was a freebie walking tour. Right. And mm -hmm. everything else. And I, I got to be honest, that was the best transportation company we've yeah. ever been on. Poland yeah. was great, but mm -hmm. Prague was like, here's water. We're going to make you feel like, a, you know, you're the president. Executive. Of the yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's, you yeah. know, big limo. But um, so, you know, that is something else to look out for if you use to get your guide. Uh, a lot of these companies will try to get you uh, freebies uh, yeah. and additional, like an additional dollar. It's worth it. Yeah. And then one more um idea is when you do get into like a, a little town or whatever if they've got a tourist spot a tourist guide usually it's like a little sign tourist it's a lowercase yeah. i is you know for information is usually the symbol but look for the tourist information center and they give you lots of guides and they can often sometimes tell well they'll you, give you a map and tell you yep. start here walk this way and you will see everything you need to yes in this many hours or you know they'll ask you what you're interested in so we did that in switzerland we would yeah. just, as soon as we got off the train yeah there was the information we went there and said hey what what, what can we do well, yeah. here's a map stop go out the front door turn right and just keep walking and, we were and like, you'll see really? this and this and this yeah so so um those are great resources that don't cost you any money mm -hmm. and um it, that you might not think about or know that are there unless you go look for them all right um another tip that we would say is that you want to explore the culture so depending on how long you are staying there Sometimes it's hard because if you only have a week, you want to hit all the tourist sites. All the main attractions. All the main attractions, exactly. But if you can go for longer, uh, which is what we did, is awesome because you do have more downtime where you're not so go, go, go. And you can actually explore the culture. So as we said, talk to locals and ask questions. Um, people love to talk about themselves and um, keep you know, yourself humble and have some humility and be open-minded. Your culture is going to be different than their culture. And what's normal to them may be, you know, new to you. And that, that yeah. can be some, that can lead to some fun things as well. Yeah. Yeah. They don't necessarily get our humor sometimes. Well, at least mine. Well, sarcastic um, humor. Yeah, sarcastic yeah. humor. Um, but, you know, don't. This and I'll say this in the most nice way I know how. Don't be fake. Yeah. Don't be a fake American. We have a reputation, and I'm just going to tell you all across all Europe, of being fake. The way that we treat people, and then the way we treat people when they're not around, or the way we really are as people, they tend to see right through it of like, these are not nice people, they're nice to your face, and so on and so forth. So, you know, be yourself. Be not, you know, how you're going to be and let them decide if they want to interact with you. Don't. You and know. generally, specifically about the polls, they're, they're very nice people, but you won't know that right off the bat because they're discerning people. So there's kind of um, a joke, uh, which made sense to us once we traveled. So my husband being Polish, he kind of has the, what they call the Polish face, which is sort of a, a stern Always, I'm always mad. Yeah. So sometimes people that would first be meeting my husband would would be like, "Is he mad or upset?" I'm like, "No, no, he's not." You know, or um, and he'll be like, "No, this is just my face." You know, so it's a little bit of kind of like that RBF face. Um, but they, it really is just their personalities. They size kind of size you up, so they're a little standoffish. 
Um, at first, they want to size you up, but as I said earlier, when they like you, they like you. When they call you friend, you are their friend, and then they can vouch for you to another poll, and that it's like that poll is your friend so, as well. Yeah, so they will they will hook you up. Uh, um, I'm just going to be honest. So we we had friends that were like we were saying earlier about my with my father. Um, we were telling him, oh, this is what we want to do. We and might so come so for an extended and stay. And he goes, oh, I have a friend, your family. I have a friend, because we're considered family to them. Uh, I have a friend in Krakow. He's going to come meet you. Now they consider us family, and the nicest people go out of their way to, hey, we want to take you out to dinner. Hey, we want to take you there. Hey, hey, we, we want, want our this. family to meet you. And so now we're all Facebook friends. Uh, we What's use, up, friends? What's <laughs> up? What's up? Uh, so we talk to each other, um, but they vouch for you and anybody who, who knows them. Like I, when we went to Pavel's house, our friend Pavel's house, the neighbors all showed up to see us. They were waiting for us to come because they were like, Hey, my friends from the United States are coming. Oh yes. We've heard about them. And some of them have met us. And then like Magique, mm-hmm. the German guy mm-hmm. back when, he was like, Hey, how are you doing? And I'm like, how does he remember me from a year ago? But he remembered. Yes. Um, and it was like, it was my neighborhood. Right. Yes. And they just, mm-hmm. they just, hey, how you doing? Where are you doing? You know, so. To give you a specific example. Do you get a bad reputation? Yes. <laughs> You're not going to be welcomed yes. too much. <laughs> yeah. To give you a specific example, the first time that we went, we loved it. And we talked about coming back for an extended stay, maybe some months and renting an apartment. Our friend in Warsaw named Pavel uh, said, I have a friend that has some property in Krakow that he may let you rent. Let me talk to him. He talked to him. We got a call out of the blue from this man we never met. He says, I want to meet you. I have like an hour um, after my work. We met for an hour and he says, okay, yeah, Pavel says you're a good person and you seem great. So yeah, if you want to rent one of my houses, no problem. He has 600 apartments. Yeah. So then this friend, who happened to also be named Pavel, um, when we came back this time, because we have now become friends, we didn't wind up renting a place from him, but we met for dinner, met his wife, met his son, he took us all around different places. Took us drinking. Took Took us us drinking, yes, yeah. Took us to their holiday for deceased loved ones, where they light up the cemeteries with thousands and thousands of of candles on every gravestone yeah it was like um, a remembrance so like a, a family thing yeah that we were invited to at midnight basically yeah mm-hmm. um yeah so um we're good the friends hospitality with really yeah. does kind of blow you away and when you do <laughs> stay or visit a pole and you come into their home they have a saying that basically uh a guest in the house is god in the house so if you're coming, they literally treat you like your they will God give you, in they their They will house. give you their bedroom. <laughs> they will try. We, me and Sheila Make this time had to go. Meals. We're not sleeping in your bedroom. We're not making you sleep on the couch. We'll <laughs> sleep. They literally moved all their stuff out of their main bedrooms and made us stay in their the master bedroom yeah. and slept on the couch or in the kids' rooms. And I was right. like, yeah, no, we don't want to inconvenience you. <laughs> yeah, no. yeah. Uh, you know, so this time we didn't allow that to happen. But You um, come you come for dinner. They're going to make you homemade meals. Uh, yeah. it, it was, it was, uh, they're going to cater to anything that you want. They're going to wine you and time you. And this is The best bed and breakfast do. I ever had. Every morning I'd wake up and I'd have a fresh fruit smoothie. 
made for me yeah. with mint leaves in it. Yeah. And I'm like, uh, okay. Yeah. He's like, oh, you don't like this? You want me to go make you a raspberry one? You want me to make you a blueberry? I'm like, I'm, I'm fine. Thanks. <laughs> yes. And, and you know, that, that tells you, you know, another characteristic of the polls. They're, they're hardworking um, and they're educated and they will make things, you know, from scratch. They will um, create yeah, a, yeah. a breakfast the or food, a meal. The food, the food there is totally different than what we have here. Our, our food, literally, I'm going to be honest, is garbage. Yeah. Um, it, you know, it, it's fine, but, I mean, you have to feed a lot of people in the United States. Mm-hmm. Whereas Poland, everything is fresh. It's Every, grown. Everything. It's grown uh, right locally. down the street. You don't see very much. Every morning you see the trucks showing up from the local bakers. You see the trucks showing up from the local farmers mm-hmm. delivering fresh produce, uh, mm-hmm. smoked meats, breakfast sausages. Or Poland. If you like sausage, go to Poland. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are so many different types of sausages you won't even know what you're eating. Yeah, but um, all delicious though. <laughs> but uh, I, I I wish we would have been living there because you cannot walk past one of these meat places where they smoke the meats and it, it that just smells. It just smells so you. good. You just want to go in and buy everything, and it's so cheap. Yeah, and you're mm-hmm. just like, I just want to eat all this. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And then the smoke cheese. And incredible bakeries. Incredible bakeries. The big um, desserts there are... She's a dessert. I'm a meat. I don't really (laughs) care about the cakes or the pies or the cupcakes. Oh, my goodness. So many things. I'm like, nope, nope. That looks disgusting to me in a sense. It's got too many different things on it. You know, she's like, oh, look, throw the more stuff on it, the better. (laughs) Where I'm like, look at these French turkey sausages. These are great. Or what's blood kibasi? What's this? What's that? Oh, that's carbonosa. You know, and you're just like, oh, my God. Yeah. uh, How much is that? You know, and it's cheap. Yeah. So um, I, I got sausaged out a little bit after a couple days. I'm like, I, um, but they also, surprisingly, with all of that, um, every restaurant, I must say, if you are somebody who's like a vegan or a vegetarian, yeah. they had vegan and vegetarian options and they have the most delicious, fresh produce. Everything grows so nicely in the soil over there we, it's very rich we did, and give, our, we did give our friends a hard time this time though because we went to their house and they made us american spare ribs i said yeah that's what i came to poland for to <laughs> yeah. eat american style spare ribs but i will say they eat a lot of pork there so some of the yeah. things that they eat uh lots of breads um homemade like fresh breads yeah. uh of course pierogies if you haven't had pierogies they're like a uh usually they have it's like a pasta pocket uh, like a dumpling, all cultures it's have a, some version a of a dumpling, and these ones have things like cheese, potatoes, cabbage, mushrooms, sauerkraut, different kind of meat, even fruits. Yeah, and the best that we really is the is the dessert pierogi. So I'm not a big dessert fan, but I will tell you, a dessert pierogi <laughs> is sort of you know meets both things. When you get a hot pierogi that's stuffed with blueberries or strawberries cherries. or cherries. And then and like it, a it, sweet cream on yeah, top. Yeah, and that's just really, really good. Yeah, they are really good. But everybody's pierogies are different. Yeah. So you, we went to this one place this time called Mr. Pierogi. Mm-hmm. And they had so many different. So many different I forget what the one I really liked. It was the one with the it had pepperoni. A, yeah, and it had meat. meat and pepperoni and 
Yeah, it, uh, there were so, so many. So we took a pierogi making class this time. Yeah, on the get your guide, that was one yeah. of the things that we found. Um, if you have extra time, highly recommend. And it was this. totally different than what I thought it was going to be too, because that girl, she was so nice. She came and took us to the market. We had to use our Polish language skills. She gave us cheat sheets to order everything we would need. And I mean, this is like an old time farmers market, folks. And then uh, we went to her house. Mm-hmm. And she's like, here's some beer, here's some this, here's some wine. We're going to do this. And we were there for a couple hours, hours yeah. making pierogies. And On her kitchen them. table. Yeah. yeah. And she showed us what to do. But we, you know, we did it. And she was like, this is how my grandma makes them. And uh, we joked. She gave me sausage that her grandma makes. Remember? Yeah. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, okay. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. I'll be honest. It wasn't that great. But, <laughs> but um, you know, it was it was nice enough that she was she Willing she got it out that. and thawed it mm-hmm. and, and wrapped it like, up. Take and this piece home take with this you. With, this is a family sausage. Yeah, and, um, yeah. You know, you but that was a fun thing to learn how to do. And um, so you know, it, I highly recommend um, We're if you travel. In this country, how how simple things are actually to do that are like my grandmothers used to do. It's time-consuming. It's time-consuming, but it's actually simple. You're like, oh, my God, i got to go on the Internet how to, how to make a pierogi. And it's like, really? That, flour, that, egg, some flour, water. Flour, egg, some water, some salt. <laughs> Potato, oh. some cheese. There you go. You're done. Really? Yeah. Okay. That was pretty But simple. it is time-consuming, and it does make you – But it you, tastes better. It does. It makes you respect uh, everything that was handmade. Um, but, yeah, if you want that good-tasting food, you got to put the time in. Uh, they it, also have a lot of – you, oh. you can eat – if you go out, folks, like Sheila and I go out, we'll have alcoholic drinks, usually an appetizer of some, site, uh, some sort, and then I'm the big eater. She's a smaller eater, but... Um, an entree. You can eat for two people for like 30 bucks and get steaks and alcohol and everything else. Appet- yeah. Now, it's a lot of nerd currency mm-hmm. uh, because if you take 30 and then you, you figure it simply as a five to one ratio. Yeah. So it's like... That would be like 150. Lucky, but equivalent for us... It's yeah. It's like it's cheaper than going to McDonald's, and you're getting yes, a, you know, real real food. food and a huge meal with drinks. And, and that's where I'll interrupt you and put the one thing I wanted to make sure everybody knew here mm-hmm. on this. So, folks, you have to pay for bathrooms in Europe when sometimes you're out, when you're out in public, unless yeah. you're in a restaurant and you're actually being served. A patronage. Yeah. You you can't and and trust me, we see people running around, and even Sheila has been known to go. I need money. Yeah. Um, you know, the one thing I will tell you, folks, if you see a McDonald's, if you see a Burger King, they are great bathrooms. Yeah. And they are clean in Europe. Yeah. They don't care. Yeah. Go in just like the United States. You usually don't have to pay there. But other places you may have to pay, you know, with One small coins. Yeah. Or, yeah. A couple yeah. um to use the bathroom. And they have an attendant. Um, that sits there, so sits you there. will not get by. Yeah, you've gotta, you've gotta pay. <laughs> so, like I said, you know, good old American values <laughs> yeah. of hey, you gotta go, you gotta go, come on uh-huh. in. Yeah, um, I always made sure I had some uh, potty potty pennies. I used to call them because you want to have some small little change in case you need it. Um, okay, so yes, we loved all the all the food there, all the the pierogies and the cheeses and meats and sausages, and and they also love a lot of um, pickled foods. Uh, sauerkraut, cabbage, pickles, Polish pickles, pickled herring, uh, which was surprisingly not as bad as I thought it was. But I think it was the alcohol. Maybe. And then speaking of <laughs> alcohol, 
Uh, yes, the poles do love to drink, and you will never outdrink a pole. They just can drink um, and not. Even if you're an alcoholic here, you're not going <laughs> to yeah. keep up. You're I not. Mean, <sighs> Lots of vodkas and beers. Uh, beer is pivo. And way harder. Yeah. Way harder. Uh, honey wines, ciders, mulled wine, uh, and. You know, hard liquor. Yeah, hard uh, hard liquor. So that that's the only thing we can say is a, a shot of vodka here, you know, you might get what's considered a good vodka here in the United States. It's 80 proof, right? So 40% alcohol. Over there, their lowest they start at is 40% alcohol. Yeah. We Most of the time a- you're doing 60, 70%. We bought a bottle of, it's called Slivovica. It's your traditional, one of the traditional Polish vodkas. And you have a choice between the 50, 70, and 90% mm-hmm. alcohol. The the 90% is, is well, that's what we did last year. So I said, let's go in between. I'll go 70. I, I was so proud that I found it, was able to pronounce it, went to the, you know, to they sell it The everywhere. liquor store. The yeah. liquor store mm-hmm. equivalent. It's just right on the corner. Like everywhere you can buy it, even in the grocery stores. And um, I sent a picture to my friend. I said, "Is this this is the right thing, right? I pronounced it right and everything." And he said, "Why did you buy seventy percent? That's what we give babies when they're born here." <laughs> and I'm like, "It's seventy percent alcohol. Come He's on." He's teasing, saying, "No, that one's for babies. You didn't even get the we give out the babies one. that are teething." <laughs> Um, you know, but we did get some strong alcohol this time, yeah. like 80%. We brought some of those back that are good. They're mis- misleading. Don't, oh, yeah. don't, it tastes like Kool-Aid, but you will not have the, you will actually see the Kool-Aid man after a glass <laughs> of it. So. Oh, one, one quick tip, um, before we wrap up, uh, in Krakow, if you do go to Krakow and you're in that main town square area, there's a side street going towards the barbecue. The, 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 the uh, royal route. What they the call ro- them, yes, yeah. the royal route. Um, there is a vodka tasting place, it's a and shot. you can go in and they you can try the different vodkas. And it's yeah, it winds up being equal to like a dollar per shot. But they'll tell and their shots are way bigger than our shots. <laughs> yeah, they are. They're almost like double shots. Yeah. Um, but you can go in and try, and we we did that you know quite often. And this sounds funny. But they drink a lot of the alcohols after they eat as a digestive. And we oh, we kind of thought, and originally this was sort of a joke. That's what alcoholics say. It's, yeah, it's like, this is a digestive. It'll help you with your food. You've got to have, you know, a drink after you eat. We're like, okay. Um, but it really does. It really does. If you've had, like, a rich meal, uh, you know, where you've just... You just don't want to take another bite. Yeah, you just don't want to, and you have feeling like that like kind of uncomfortable feeling. You take a shot of one of these vodkas, and I'm telling you, within a little while, you're like, oh, usually I feel so five, much better. Yeah. Usually about so five or ten minutes, better. you're like, yeah. and then usually this one over here goes, hey, let's go get ice cream. Yeah. Uh, you know, because <laughs> they call it Lodi over there. It's yeah. not Loda. 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 It's not actually ice cream like we have. It's much better. But, yeah, more like a gelato. Um, we, we, or if we get custard. on that, Sheila will be on here for oh, my another gosh. 45 yeah. minutes because of the mild. I'm not even an ice cream fan. Like, here, ice cream upsets yeah, shouldn't my have said stomach. It. Yeah, but there I was just... 45 like, different <laughs> flavors, and it's all, you know, fresh fruit. Oh, it's so delicious. Would you like three scoops, and it comes out the size of... It's 12 inches high. 
Uh, and the donuts, the the ponchki, they have donuts there that have filling with a like a rose marmalade and uh, or like a custard inside, and then it has like a glaze and like candied oranges. Oh my goodness, the donuts were awesome. Yeah. So. So those are traditional. Polish you won't things. go hungry there. And, uh, but you won't break the bank. That's our big thing. You won't break the bank. So you can go and yeah. really feel like you're on vacation where you're not watching every penny. Um, now, Switzerland or Norway or any of those places, Iceland. Iceland, you're going there and you're, you better have some extra money and you better watch your, watch your pennies. But, uh, Poland, even Prague wasn't too expensive. Poland, Prague, Budapest is not bad. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, those, yeah. Those are, you know, but there's other Central European countries you can go to. So um, you want to look at the Romania, conversion rate. Romania, yeah, uh, Croatia, Latvia. You know, yeah. Latvia. You want to look at the conversion rates, and if it's got you know something like a conversion rate, like we said, where it's like four or five to one, you really can you know eat a twenty dollar something for five bucks. I'll be you honest, you know, again, just to give you all an idea, Poland is becoming more popular uh, as more people are discovering it, right? So if you are going to go, go over before it becomes like Prague. Prague is complaining about how many people they get now. Um, and so in Poland, it's still not that crowded. But the, again, the conversion ratio, we have friends, again, we've mentioned that several times, that, you know, hey, do you want to come over? You want to stay for five, six months, right? And we're like, yeah, right. How much is apartment? Well, we can give you a... Uh, 2300 square foot house mm -hmm. basically ours furnished for I think it was like 6,000 zloty and I'm like oh that sounds really and it was ended up being like $600 a month yeah and no. that was with utilities and yeah. fully furnished right uh, and I'm like well let's just move over to Poland because <laughs> that is cheaper than the car payment yeah um, yeah and so you can really uh, you know don't always look at the hotels folks that's another travel tip for you um, sometimes we usually try to get the studio apartments. You might have to scroll mm -hmm. a little bit down the list, mm -hmm. but uh, you get refrigerator, stove, uh, basic anemones, you mm -hmm. know, and you're not in a hotel hotel. Yeah. But for some people that works. Um, yeah. We tend to like the because we're there for longer periods of time. Yeah. Yeah. It depends, uh, you know, um, what you you're can, looking for. You can rent a studio apartment for four or $500 yeah, versus and if a hotel at a hundred and something bucks a night. You know. And just another tip too, if you go on some, you know, travel sites or whatever, take a look. Sometimes you just have to click around and play around with days and, 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 and length of time going. If you have a little bit of flexibility, um, the travel packages that include air and hotel, lots of times we get great deals where we're basically paying for our flights over and our hotel is next to free. Yeah. It's, I mean, Airbnb when is we also were, a good one. When we were over in Poland, we planned on going to London. And uh, from Poland to London for two people for five days, I think mm -hmm. it was, round trip air in a studio apartment right next to Kensington Palace was $400 for both of us. Yeah. And the reason being is because it was one of the uh, low-cost airlines that they have over there. Again, nothing fancy. You're not going to be flying first class. But you're only flying for two an hour hours. And a half, yeah. An hour and a half, basically. Um, and the airfare was free. Yeah. Um, we paid basically $400 for the hotel mm -hmm. or the studio apartment. And so, again, I think the, the airfare was like, ended up being like $39 a person or something right. round trip. Right. Um, 
and I forget the name of the company. So I can't remember. Name. Anyways, most of my European friends were making fun of it. They they call it like sleazy air or something <laughs> yeah. like that. Yeah, but it, it's just it's fine. It, yeah, it's you're not you know you're you're not flying for hours where you need you know. They have whiz by air, the time whiz you and, by the time yeah. you get on the plane and they serve you a little snack and do the whole thing, you're landing. you're landing and it's time to get off the plane. So you know you don't need anything fancy. You're just getting here. So there, I just wanted but, to bring that up. Of you know if you're going yeah. to plan to go to Poland, don't wait ten years mm-hmm. because who knows what it's going to be like in ten years. It just we were in Prague three years ago. Mm-hmm. And we were just back there this time, and it it's it a lot changed. So it used to be older, look mm-hmm. older, and but now every single shop was the same kind of souvenir shop. Mm-hmm. Uh, weren't even locals running them; they were mm-hmm. Indian or whatever foreigners, immigrants, yeah, yeah, immigrants mm-hmm. running these these souvenir shops, and a lot of the merchandise in it is fake. Where last yeah. time we were there, there was pretty much more authentic, half and, and half. We'll yeah, say. it gets a little commercialized the more people that are. That are visiting. So, so go while you can while yeah. it's still natural. Yeah, go while you can. And just, you know, enjoy. Enjoy it. It's a great place to visit, especially if you like history. But you also want to be in, you know, walking in places that are a thousand years old. But um, still having the convenience of modern day. It's a great place to go. So with that, we will say, Dovidzenia. I hope you did good on that one. And Jinkuya for listening. Thank you. (laughs) All right. Thanks, Sunny, for joining me today. And we hope that you enjoyed this episode. If you have any more questions, um, feel free to reach out on social media. Um, And I'll be posting some of our pictures on the Detour podcast page, Facebook page. So make sure you find that and like that. And you'll be able to see some of the things that we were talking about. Also, Instagram, Sheila Shinsky. So have a great day, and thanks again for listening. Thank you for listening. You can follow, interact, and ask questions about this episode and others on our Facebook page, The Detour Podcast, and on Instagram at Sheila Shinsky. To hear more conversations like this one, you can listen to all of our episodes on the Detour Podcast channel on Podbean. We're also on Apple Podcasts and Stitcher. So be sure to share this episode with a friend who loves podcasts too. And rate, comment, and subscribe yourself. So you can join us next time as we take the detour and enjoy the wander.